0: Rick Stevens, financial advisor with FRS Financial Group, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's show, please call 719-500-8700. This is Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial. Here's your host, Rick Stevens.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, and Merry Christmas from Money Matters here on KRDO Radio, presented by FRS Financial Group. I am your host, Rick Stevens, and folks, this is actually our show this week because my co-host Andrew Rogers and I, we're talking Christmas this week. It's it's not your show, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get to uh, send in some stuff for this week, but... For those future Money Matters episodes, if you've got a question you'd like to have answered, if there is a topic that you would like to hear more about, you're free to reach out to us, 719-500-8700. Send me that email, Stevens at frsfinancialgroup.com, or simply go to that website, frsfinancialgroup.com. Click on that contact tab. Send that little piece of uh, information, that question, that whatever the case might be yeah. over. We'll talk about it on a future show. Andrew, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rick. We uh, we, we also have uh, with us in studio today, half of my brood yeah. uh, is with us. Uh, my daughters Mia and Sophia are here. Riley is here as well, my youngest. Uh, we're missing three. Uh, one of them is at work, okay, uh, Good. because she works up in uh, in Castle Rock. One is home from college and uh, out and about with mom this morning, and the other one is uh, in Montana with my truck, Yellowstone ended it up. Yes, 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 indeed.
0: Well with I mean his, his truck,
1: eh, semantics.
0: I mean, are you still driving your dad's truck? No, it's mine. Okay,
1: but he's driving his dad's truck. So okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh well folks, welcome in yes to this edition of Money Matters this special Christmas edition. We're talking all things Christmas today. Some things that uh I hope will be a little fun, a little uh little uh head scratching I think here at Times Andrew as we get into uh you know some of these Christmas movies uh and and how critics have acclaimed or not acclaimed so much on uh, oh, yeah. some of these. Just it's- some of the
0: classifications as well, too, looking over this list. That's a little...
1: There, You know, here's one thing that I have learned over the years is whatever a critic says, it's you almost have to do the George Costanza and take the opposite yeah. of that going on. Oh,
0: yeah. I, 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 I've got some rules like that, too, over here at the radio station. <laughs> can't exactly discuss, uh, uh, at least on mic.
1: Well, well okay, okay. Uh, but I w- I wanted to uh, this year Andrew kind of start out with some of those uh, you know some of those fun family traditions okay. whether it's whether it's stuff that you know you and I maybe did uh, with our families as kids maybe there are some things that we do uh, with our families now as parents so so just let me let me open that up. What are what are some of those Rogers family traditions that that you guys either used to do or or maybe that you've you've instilled in the uh in the two little ones these days. Well, there's one that really started that I'm trying to
0: actively avoid with my little ones. Uh-huh. Um cuz we had all the family growing up here. So every Christmas at you know like the crack of 3:30, <laughs> my grandparents and great grandparents would quietly <laughs> come into the house those quotes. Quotes. for uh, <laughs> Christmas morning and then rile us up and get us all wild up. I'm sure my parents loved it. <laughs> and uh, start things off really, really early. So that one I'm trying to
1: kind of maybe push off a little bit. I could I could see why yeah. uh, you know that's that's kind of that one day a year you would get the opportunity these days to sleep in a little bit uh, you know not having to be up at two o'clock to show up in the studio by four yeah you you like a little a little a little sleep shy. time yeah so
0: I mean the big traditions we have now it's you know kind of spread across you know, like Christmas Eve we'll do you know obviously. Church services, then we all go down to my grandma and grandpa's house for chili and fun, you know, like some door prizes, white elephant, kind of the family name draw gift exchange. Uh-huh. Which and for... did you
1: guys figure out who everybody oh, yeah. has again? Oh, I got it all
0: cracked again. Okay. It's the, the best part of it. Yes, yes. And then, you know, we'll do Christmas morning, you know, the small family stuff, and then we all get together down in Fountain at my brother's house and kind of get the whole big family together and...
1: Have breakfast and just uh, kind of go about the day. Very nice. What Very about nice. you? We uh, so so when I was a kid, we uh, we did a lot of the similar sort of things, right? You had the uh, uh, the the Christmas Eve church service. Uh, we always, uh, as a kid, we actually had pizza at Grandma's house uh, that we ordered from one of the uh, uh, pizza places in town back in uh, Southern Illinois. We would go to Grandma's for Christmas Eve. We'd be uh, at my parents' for Christmas Day. Um, typically, you know, the the good old uh, country-style breakfast uh-huh. with eggs and biscuits and gravy and, and all the good stuff in there. Um, for us, these days, since we are now basically a thousand miles away from, uh, from family, it's a similar sort of thing where we will do the Christmas Eve service. We come home. We actually generally open up the stockings. On Christmas Eve, uh-huh. uh, and and then Christmas Day, it's it's usually a nice, leisurely sort of thing. Nobody's uh nobody's waking us up at uh, four thirty or five o'clock to uh to get everybody out of bed to to have breakfast and and do that. It's it's kind of a nice, leisurely start to that uh, that Christmas morning. But I got to say, the last two years. There's there's been a, a kind of a nice little uh, Christmas Day bonus mm-hmm. with with some football. Yeah, on. I mean that's that's not bad. I mean you've got you, you've got uh, Detroit. You had Thanksgiving Day and you've got Christmas Day as well this year, right? Oh no, we have Christmas Eve. Oh, you got so, Christmas Eve. Okay. So that'll be
0: perfect to fit right in between church and heading to the other side of town from the house to Grandma and Grandpa's to get the Lions game in. That'll work. And and then who knows what level of Christmas elf or Grinch or right. Krampus shows up for the rest <laughs> of the uh, family.
1: Right. You know, I, uh, I I actually look at this going, you know, the Bears are playing Christmas Day and uh, having Christmas be a wonderful distraction from, from that game. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't need to pay attention to what's going on there. They'll, they'll have the number one overall pick. Thank you, Carolina, uh, with that. But, you know, I'm not terribly worried. I, I want to uh, actually turn it over here to uh, my kids a little bit, and and uh, and you guys, a let folks know which one of you is speaking because clearly they can't see which of the three of you it is. But but why don't you tell folks a little bit about maybe one of your favorite Christmas sort of tradition things that that we do these days?
0: Um, I'm Mia and. We usually see we go and see Christmas lights the week or so before Christmas.
1: Yeah, Christmas lights uh, are fun. Andrew, have mm-hmm. your kids gotten into that yet?
0: We we have a little bit. Um, this year, we actually went down to uh, the drive-through one at oh, PPIR. Um,
1: nice. Yeah, I, I
0: took the kids while uh, the missus was sick. Really enjoyed that. But our our youngest, since he's kind of in that year and a half, kind of getting it, but not really mode. Yeah saw a lot of palm trees which they had as the part of the lights. He just thought it was bananas and he got real hungry and he just kept screaming nana in the back of the car the rest of the time.
1: Uh I could I could see where that might be a uh, a little a little uh, maybe distracting yeah. as we're we're trying to drive through the lights. Riley, are there any uh any Christmas things that we do at home that that you like or maybe what are what are maybe one or two of your favorite Christmas things that we do? We watch Christmas movies. Yep. Okay. Yep. And and what uh, what is your favorite of the Christmas movies that that we watch? Elf. <laughs> uh yes. Is there it, well, we'll get into this a little bit later. I was about to ask Andrew if there was anything better than Elf at Christmas time. Although I I have some opinions of my my yeah. own. Rotten, Rotten tomatoes has some some weird opinions mm-hmm. on that sort of stuff uh Sophia, you have not answered us yet on the uh, the fun little christmas tradition sort of thing is there anything christmas tradition wise that that you enjoy at home
0: well i guess i really like wrapping presents for other people
1: did you wrap me a nice one in my opinion yes Okay. Okay. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I well, and well, I guess maybe part of that question is is it a nice gift or is it a nice wrapping job that was done? I'd say both. Okay. Okay. We can we can live with that. It'll it'll be a couple days before I find that out, Andrew. I'm yeah. I'm not the kind that sneaks into to you know, peek inside the packages. Did you ever do that as a kid? Mm-hmm. Statute of limitations, yeah, is, statute over. Of limitations so. is over. me. statute of limitations maybe. <laughs> I mean,
0: again, I'm the one that likes figuring out
1: the, the uh, Secret Santa gifts very and, you know, who drew what names. Very good. My, uh, my sister, one of my sisters, um, I won't say was the worst at this, but she was the one who would help mom and dad wrap presents mm-hmm. and then come out and tell each of us what was wrapped, and none of it was true. Really? She would tell us, Wrong presents that were wrapped for us. Oh, well, that's probably something I would try to do.
0: <laughs> I mean, the uh. only thing now is you know, with the two little kids, the having presents wrapped under the tree has been new. Uh-huh. Trying to get them not to open it or not like the wrapping paper that they have, and demanding us to immediately rewrap that <laughs> in front of them right this second.
1: Ah, uh, well, of course, of course. I mean, it's all about them, right? Yeah, it's all about them. Um, you know there are, there are a variety of Christmas traditions uh, out there across the world, and and some of them um, may not exactly Andrew have the the beginnings that we might uh, think about. We we might not exactly be uh, aware maybe of how or even when some of uh, some of these things started over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things. That, uh, that I was kind of surprised, quite frankly, a little bit, uh, was that hanging Christmas stockings was actually popularized by a poem in 1823 called A Visit from St. Nicholas. Really? Yes. A- and, you know, it, the, the line from there was that St. Nick filled all the stockings. Right and mm-hmm. laying the finger on the side of his nose, right, and you know going back up. Basically, it's the one that uh, that that we think of these days as the night before Christmas. Yeah, um, that's what we would call it these days. Uh, but that's actually where it originated from, because even though you've got the the old stories and the old traditions of uh, Saint Nicholas. Throwing stuff in through a window and it landing in a shoe or in a sock or whatever that was hanging up by the fire to dry. It actually starts with that poem from 1823.
0: Really? Yes. It's not from small, depressed children in Germany having to do chores and uh, find a way to sneak it in? Uh,
1: that's that's not what, or at least that's not what the article I found okay. attributes it well, to. Well,
0: I'm going to have to have a, uh, a talk with uh, old uh, rank and
1: bass well you never know you never know um, yeah there's uh, what, what do we call that uh, creative license mm-hmm. in there I think is what uh, what we call that now do you guys uh, send out any Christmas cards no we don't either we used to and then we discovered we knew way too many people and it was way too expensive and trying to remember okay who we get it from the year before and bring it back in yeah. and all of a sudden it grew and grew and grew and grew, and, grew and, and we just kind of eventually, especially I think after the last time when we went from uh, one spot in Colorado Springs to the other, just went, all right, that's just too much stuff. We're, we're not going to move these. But did you know, Andrew, that the tradition of sending Christmas cards started in the old country? is actually from England that we get the tradition of sending those holiday cards they actually started in 1843 so clearly it was recent yeah um, in there just like every other english tradition yes yes and uh once again this is uh, sir henry cole right decided that he wanted a way to send holiday greetings to his friends without having to write actual letters okay <laughs> so here was a guy who wanted to reach out to a bunch of folks he knew Tell them Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, but didn't want to have to handwrite a letter to every last one of them. Okay. So he's becoming efficient. So he had a thousand illustrated cards printed up that said a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thus, the Christmas card was born. Okay. I mean, that's efficient. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, if you had a thousand people that you wanted to say Merry Christmas to... How would you do it these days? I mean, I guess we've got social media. Yeah. We can send a giant group text kind of a thing.
0: I mean, I might have access to uh, a medium that can reach thousands of people kind of at the drop Perhaps. of a hat. Yeah, Perhaps. I mean, not that I would do that. No, no.
1: Never for your own yeah. uh, own personal gain. No. Uh, anything like that. Of course that. not. Now, uh, Andrew, uh, what, about, what about Christmas trees at the uh, Rogers All right. house? You, you got to tell me about this. Well,
0: these. this is one that I've been <laughs> lampooned on. For a couple years from everybody, you included as well. Eh, maybe a little. And, you know, we, we've opened up, we expanded the repertoire. Uh-huh. So it's not just two colors. Okay. The traditional colors of Christmas, the red and white. Yes. So we've got everything on there. But again, the perils of having a year and a half old. So you've got everything on the top half of the tree. Is that what you're Yeah. Me? So, I mean, you know, the <laughs> the like bottom third is just completely dry right and the rest gets up there so it looks really good from a distance and like maybe cropped at the top
1: uh, you know there's there there's nothing wrong with that you know for years we actually did do the two color uh mm-hmm. tree again with the with the white and we had some some dark red or maroon bows mm-hmm. that, that we'd put on there we've added more color in um over the years i i am surprised though to hear that you don't have two trees going. Because I thought maybe you would have that department store tree and, and maybe a Disney tree
0: going. No, I mean, we did bring a Disney um, decoration. Uh-huh. Um, we leave that up, again, to my brother, who we spend Christmas with, who has a tree for every room. Ooh. So they probably have a good four or five Christmas trees, where one is the Disney tree, then they have the Disney stuffed animal tree. right. And then they have, you know, the kind of old school, I don't want to say tacky, but, you know, the, the traditional. Right, right. And everything Multicolors. Else. Yeah. and And do they do they put the tinsel on it? They put, I think it was a pre tinseled Oh, So it wow. might have a little
1: bit still on there.
0: Nice. I mean, the joys of, you know, not having kids and being able to just decorate however they want to.
1: Yes, yes. That, that comes in handy. Yeah, um, but I got to ask
0: you, though, when it comes to the tree, yes. I think
1: this has become more...
0: Divisive as of late. Right. Where do you stand as far as real versus
1: artificial? Well, here's where I stand I'm the money guy. Mm hmm. And I like, uh, you know, money efficiency. Yeah. So I think it was either last year or the year before we we finally sold the artificial tree that we had had for getting close to 20 years. And it was still nice. It was still full. Uh-huh. It was just too big for the space that we yeah. had available. So I'm the guy who would much rather go spend, you know, whatever it is the day after Christmas, by the way, when they go on sale for clearance. Um, pick up a tree that you're going to use for 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, as a kid, we always had a, uh, a real tree un- until there was a. Um, uh, I don't want to say a mishap, because it actually wasn't anything that had to do with the tree. But there was an electrical issue uh, mm-hmm. in my house as a kid growing up. Uh, not that I remember it like it was yesterday, but it was December 6th, 1986, yeah. uh, when there was actually an electric fire in the, uh, the attic of my house. And that was when my mother decided we will not have another live Christmas tree, even yeah. though the Christmas tree had nothing to do with the fire. Okay. So we uh, we do the artificial stuff. I actually don't in the in the grand sense. If you were to say, "Hey, would you rather have artificial or go cut down your own?" Um, while I might enjoy the Clark Griswold variety of uh, you know traipsing through the snow and hopefully remembering to bring the saw uh, to to cut the tree down, I I really don't have a strong opinion either way. Yeah. If uh, you know, if if we wanted to do, if my wife wanted to do, or the kids wanted to do a real tree. Uh, we would go hike out. I would remember the saw. We would uh, go pick it out. I would. I would rather get the real tree by going out to get it mm-hmm. than going to uh, you know, King Supers or whatever like that. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I really don't have a whole uh, a whole lot of uh, uh, dog in that fight, if yeah. you will.
0: Yeah. See, we do artificial, and I also have only ever done artificial. I grew up. My mom has really bad. Asthma and other mm. allergies, so it was just kind of that far gone thing that we're not going to bring a live tree into the house. So I don't know any different. Mm. And now, yeah, even if you know my wife brings up, well, what if we get a real one? I'm like, do we do we have to? You don't have to water that one. We already have mm. it. We have a big one, so I don't want to like figure out how to bring in a big one,
1: right? Right. And you don't want to go cut one down out of the yard and have it crash into the neighbor's house and, you know, mess up their windows and that sort of stuff.
0: Although going out and playing with uh, a chainsaw, I'd be completely fine with that.
1: Yes. Yes. It's good. It's fun. Uh, You know, the the modern Christmas tree as we know it can actually be traced back to Germany in the 17th century. And they were actually first seen uh, in the U.S. in the 1820s. Believe it or not, brought in the tradition anyway by German Im- immigrants. No, so yeah, who would have who would have ever thought uh, that, that that would have happened? But but the tradition of the tree has actually been around a long, long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now one one other thing I've got to ask here before we get into this uh, uh, break in today's show. And it, again, I think it's a divisive sort of thing, okay. but it may not be. I, people maybe just have that that very strong opinion. How do you feel about fruitcake, Andrew? Honestly, I've never, I've never had it. I'm, I'm, well, first, I'm glad that you didn't say something about sitting across from one each week on the show. No, um, I, I appreciate I appreciate that part. Um, I've had fruitcake before. I think I've had the one that's been passed around mm-hmm. house to house for, you know, decades before. Um I got to say back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, fruitcake left a lot to be desired. Yeah. It was it was kind of like a uh I don't even know how I would describe the stuff when I was a kid, but it, it's kind of like the um uh, should, should, shall I say something like banana bread with the uh, the dots hmm. in there, right? Okay. Just, stuff just wasn't quite right uh, with, with that. Although I've been told they've come a long way. Yeah. Th- that some are actually quite edible, quite enjoyable uh, these days. Uh, but the fruitcake itself dates back a long time. And when I say a long time... I actually mean a long, long, did I throw out the word long? Yeah. Long time. Okay. It actually dates back, interestingly enough, to the ancient Romans. Really? Yes. Now, it's not exactly what we would think of uh, as like the fruitcake that gets passed around at Christmas today. But, but they actually had an ancient cake called the satura, which was a combination of barley and the pomegranate seeds and raisins, and it was all held together with honey. So so as a concept, the fruitcake has been around for centuries. But, again, it wasn't until about the 18th and 19th centuries, that, uh, you know, 17, 1800s, that we actually started to see the fruitcake as a holiday Sort of delicacy of okay. will. but again, there are folks that love the fruitcake. There are oh. folks that uh, think of it as a doorstop. I mean, I kind of gift
0: I think of it more as a you know building material. I think uh, thanks to the Pee Wee's Christmas Special, I think yes. you can do a lot of masonry with uh,
1: <laughs> the the, the fruitcakes. Of so. course, of course, you know, and that's uh, that, that's one of those things. Uh, almost, almost every year, uh, growing up. When we would have a a larger family gathering, somebody would always bring a fruitcake. Okay. It would usually have a couple of slices already pre-sliced on the end of it. And by the end of that uh, gathering, all those slices were still there. Yeah.
0: So, I don't don't know. We have one fruitcake fan in the family. Aha. And he will eat it if it's there. It's not like we have to go out and make a special run.
1: So so it's not the one and a half year old though. That that's that's what you're saying. He
0: probably would eat it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he 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 would probably eat about anything. No, no, my my grandpa will okay. be the one that enjoys a fruitcake. I think he's introduced it to our four year old who I think, you know, is right, but it's not like, you know, we're having to make a
1: big, you know, deal about making sure we get the fruitcake. <laughs> uh well, I guess I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, for for the time being. Well, folks, we are up against that break in today's show. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of those Christmas carols that uh, folks might be familiar with. So everybody stick around. We will be right back. Does stock market volatility have you wondering which way is up? Do the talking heads and doomsayers have you wondering if this really is the end? If you want straight answers from an advisor who isn't just trying to sell you something, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary appointment today. And remember to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group here on KRDO, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday at noon. Products and services offered through LPO Financial, member FINRA, SIPC welcome back ladies and gentlemen to this edition of money matters our special Christmas edition show Rick Stevens with you in studio with Andrew Rogers and about half of my uh, kids uh, we are talking all kinds of fun Christmas stuff and and Andrew one of those one of those uh Christmas traditions mm-hmm. right that that sometimes folks have just on their own uh, oftentimes you'll see it you know, coming up in movies and that sort of stuff is that tradition of Christmas caroling. Yeah, right. And and that tradition itself again gets traced back to somewhere in that 19th century of folks going out and singing carols outside mm-hmm. of folks' homes. But uh, I I've got Andrew a little a little Christmas carol trivia. Okay. So I want to do uh, I want to do a little trivia here and and. Uh, Guys, you can you can jump in on this as well. You guys are also welcome to answer. Um, this is, again, going over some of the old school carols, things that are maybe even a couple hundred years old these days. I'm going to start, though, with a song that I okay. know we are probably all familiar with, and that's Jingle Bells. Yes. Andrew, here's a piece of useless information. But did you know that "Jingle Bells" was not initially intended to be a Christmas song? Yes, I did. <laughs> I may or may not have
0: had that on the uh, radio earlier in the week. That it was actually intended to be a Thanksgiving-themed song.
1: Yes, yes, and and part of that part of that uh, makes me wonder what in the world were
0: they doing for Thanksgiving back then? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Like where are they at that they had they were dashing through the snow on Thanksgiving? Were, were we somewhere in the northeast? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Um even, even at altitude, we don't always have snow for Thanksgiving. True. So makes me makes me wonder about that. So in the song Jingle Bells, Andrew, mm-hmm. what animal is pulling the sleigh? Mm-hmm. 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 Would it be a reindeer? No. Okay. Because we're dashing through the snow in a one horse open. Slay. One horse open sleigh. All right. Yeah. See, that's that's one of those things that, that oftentimes will get folks uh out there. And and I actually when I was looking up some of the uh some of the different um maybe questions online they actually had the wrong answer they had reindeer i was about to has say their, i'm going off answer. of the answer cheat sheet you gave me uh, uh well i didn't i didn't proofread the cheat sheet <laughs> i just took it straight from straight from a particular website there you go see um, i will
0: anchorman this and just read whatever you put in front of me <laughs> that's
1: that's all we that's all we've got to worry about here um here's another interesting one although it this one would probably seem to make a little bit of sense mm-hmm. The song Silent Night okay. was not originally written in English. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it might be an easy guess, but but Andrew, what language do you think Silent Night was originally written in? <sighs> Probably not just like everything
0: else, German.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was German. Uh, Silent Night was originally composed in German. Uh, thankfully, translated into English, it still sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, With that, now I've got I've got a question, and uh, Riley, I want to know if you can answer this one. Are you ready? In the song "Frosty the Snowman," what is it that brings Frosty to life? A hat. Ah, yes, and not just any hat; it's the old silk hat. Yeah, must have been some magic in that old silk hat. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, Andrew. I know that you probably saw this as a kid, and maybe mm-hmm. you still have to watch it, you know, as an adult with your kids. But in the Frosty, uh, you know, kind of going over in a left field a little bit in the in the Frosty uh, television special, mm-hmm. do you remember Frosty's first words? The hat ah. comes on. He comes to life, and he says tight. Close. I don't know.
0: Happy birthday. Oh, see, I I just don't really. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're not that much into
1: into that cartoon. Is that that what I'm hearing here? Um, Sometimes, sometimes, uh, and I went through just all kinds of these, just dozens of different Mm -hmm. questions here. Sometimes I think they're a little easy. Okay. Sort of like this one. Andrew, which Christmas carol is it? that features the phrase, Joy to the World. Oh, that one. Oh, man. You're really stretching me on that one. I'm working on it. It might be Joy to the World. It could very well be. It does not, however, contain the phrase, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I will tell you that. That is not the way that that Christmas carol starts out. And if you are in a group that is doing a Christmas carol and they say, hey, we're going to sing Joy to the World, you get looked at awfully strange when you start out with, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I don't know. Was I was mean, a good friend of mine. That might be uh might make for some interesting carol. <laughs> very true. Uh very very true in there. Um how about how about one of these here? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm moving through through uh this just a little bit here. Um in the song, we wish you a merry christmas. Mhm. What is it that the carolers demand before they will leave? Figgy pudding. Ah, yes. Bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right now. (laughs) A little demanding. I mean, can you imagine somebody standing out on your front sidewalk singing to you and then saying, bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right now? Well,
0: I want to know how prevalent figgy pudding was back in the day that they would just have it readily available and on demand.
1: You know what? That's, That's an excellent question. Um, maybe maybe it was one of those old traditional Christmas sort of things mm-hmm. that you had that at your meal uh, at your at your Christmas meal. So they could demand the figgy pudding and, yeah. and bring it right now. Although it's a little, I think that's a little pushy, right? Not mm-hmm. just bring me some figgy pudding, but bring it right now.
0: Would the Newtons be a substitute though this year?
1: I think that would work. Okay. I, th- I think you could do that. Bring me some figgy Newtons.
0: I don't know if there's anything else you make with figs.
1: Probably nothing traditional. Anyway. Yeah. Um, probably, probably not so much. How about, how about this one? In the song, mm-hmm. the 12 days of Christmas, we're getting, well, there's only one day. We only get one gift. Yeah. Right. The rest of them, we're getting multiple. Do you know how many gifts total are in the 12 days of Christmas?
0: Not a clue. I'm not the math guy here.
1: <laughs> uh, it's 364. Wow. That's that's a bunch of gifts. That is. That's that's more than I would typically go out and, and buy in in a traditional Christmas gift giving season. And that's a lot coming from a father of six. Yes, yes. Uh, believe it or not, uh, they they don't always get that um, sort of sort of gift selection, if mm. you will, out there. Um, I'm I'm going to ask Sophia this question, and Sophia. The, uh, the question is, there's a song that says, you better watch out, you better not cry. What Christmas song is that?
0: Santa Claus is Coming to Town.
1: Ah, yes. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. hmm Which, by the way, Andrew, is a, is a uh, terrific song in one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Yeah? Christmas Vacation. True. Gotta be all gotta be on that on that list. There might be a regional bias on that one though. Uh, you know, just just because he was in the Chicago suburbs and a Bears fan and Yeah, there might be a little a little regional bias to that. And it might also be, you know, part of the fact that I may or may not be related to anybody that resembles cousin Eddie. Yeah. Um there there may or may not be that part of uh
0: of my family. Well and you know the the saying too. That if you don't know who the cousin Eddie of your family is,
1: uh huh, it's you. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, the gas money give out in Gurney, and we just coasted in on fumes. Yeah. I mean, really, what what else is there to go on? I'm going to move this uh, a little bit here into the pop culture side of things, Andrew. Okay. Um, there was a song released in uh in in uh. A Particular decade okay, when uh, these super groups all came together to release this, we love all these people. Was oh, this the of song. most
0: super of groups that have ever grouped?
1: Uh, quite, quite perhaps the most super of groups that ever super duperly uh, grouped. And they did a song called Do They Know It's Christmas? Yes, Andrew. Do you know what year they did that? That would have been what well, because you still had Jackson around, so just, what. Eighty four. That's a terrific guess. That is absolutely spot on the nose. Nineteen eighty four was when "Do They Know It's Christmas" came out. Now, um, we'll we'll get into this here in just a just a little bit when we talk about the worst Christmas songs of all time. Mm-hmm. I could promise you this one is on the list, and it uh, it kind of flows in that same vein of right those those Christmas songs that kind of irritate me. Yeah. Um because that question, do they know it's Christmas because they're singing about Ethiopia? Yeah. And these folks clearly do not understand their church history very well because Ethiopia was one of the first churches. Churches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they know it's Christmas.
0: Well, I mean it's also like the, you know, song Mary, did you know? I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a documented conversation. I'm yeah. pretty sure she was on
1: board. I'm, I'm, I'm certain I read that yeah. somewhere. Somewhere. Yes. Yes, she did know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that's, I think that's actually a fun little little segue here into those, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, the worst Christmas songs yes. of all time. Yes. Um, I have some of those on my list, right? There, there are some of those mm-hmm. songs where I just, I just shake my head. I don't understand, yeah, why they're out there. Now, some of them I will also grant you this. Some of them may not make somebody else's all-time worst songs list. Some, some of these are actually on people's all-time favorite songs yeah. list. Uh, one of mine that I just do not like. Okay, not a fan. I will. It will instantly make me switch. The station, or if it comes up, you know, on a on a on an iHeart or whatever, I will hit the skip button. Yeah. And it's Last Christmas. Okay. I am not the George Michael Wham fan. Okay. Of Last Christmas.
0: Yeah, I actually kind of enjoy it. I mean, but the one that I'll skip, uh huh. It's the favorite. Oh. And we all know TJ produces the show for us, right? He also produces the morning show with me. Yes. Close, close to your friend. He's been playing it every morning as we're putting the show together (laughs) since Labor Day weekend. Uh Uh-huh. It's the Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas (laughs) is You. Uh,
1: You know, I can recall when that came out thinking, it's kind of a catchy tune, but it does actually remind me of the theme song for Christmas Vacation when it starts, when when that intro starts. And I'm always disappointed now because it's Mariah Carey. Yeah. And it's not Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check with my kids to see if there are any particular songs that that they don't like to listen to so much at Christmas time. So, are there any of you that have a particular song that if it comes on, you would rather that uh, you know Dad either switch the channel, skip the song, or or maybe just stop playing music. Period. In, In any of those. Riley, I think you've got one, right? Santa Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't like Santa Baby. Okay. I can get it. I can understand why. Yeah. It's, you know, especially if you've got one of them that's done by the high, squeaky-voiced uh, folks in there.
0: I mean, I will say a couple years ago, Michael Buble did... Uh, a more
1: masculine version of it, a Santa uh-huh. buddy that might that might get him reintegrated. Oh, that might be that might yeah. be one of those things. You know, there there's actually if you go out, Rolling Stone mm-hmm. actually did a list of what they came up with as the worst Christmas songs of all time. Okay, I don't necessarily know that these are in any particular order on here, and I can get behind most of these as really really bad yeah Christmas songs. Uh, a couple of them I'd never even heard okay which is weird because I grew up when these groups would have actually been on the radio Mm-hmm. like the the new kids on the block funky funky Christmas I don't know that song, but I gotta tell you I also didn't search to find yeah. that song either yeah no I'm glad I don't know that song <laughs> i'm 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 not a uh I'm not a a fan uh, of the new kids yeah um in any of them, whatsoever, even even uh Mark Wahlberg's brother, yeah. So, I'll throw that out there. there. There's a Justin Bieber song out there as well that's on the uh, on Rolling Stones list of the worst Christmas songs ever called "Mistletoe," and I gotta tell you, never heard the Bieber song either. Yeah, not missing that one. Okay,
0: but here's one that's on the list. Uh huh. And it might also be you know because I grew up. With especially, you know, the mom who had, you know, the giant CD collection right. and the very special Christmas album, you know, the different colors yes. every year, the yep. pop songs. This was like the staple, like the anchor, of that first one, uh-huh. the red and gold one. They've got Bon Jovi's Backdoor Santa in there. And Ooh. it's kind of, I mean, it's not, uh, I, granted, it's not like an instant classic, but it's not as bad as, say, you know, the Justin Bieber's or things
1: like that. Well, as, uh, as a kid... Who grew up in the uh, hair metal '80s? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to agree with you, Bon Jovi's "Backdoor Chris" or "Backdoor Santa." It doesn't offend me, yeah. The way some of the other ones do, like because the other ones are just offensive to the senses yeah. as a whole. Well, and as somebody
0: who grew up in that kind of hair metal, that old school kind of rock and roll type thing, I found one the other day. Yes, over on the streaming apps, surprisingly good, and it can kind of bridge that gap. Uh huh. Rob Halford from uh, Judas Priest uh-huh. has put out his own collection of all of, like the very traditional Ooh. Stoic, you know, yes. a, a, almost churchy type Christmas carols. Uh huh. But heavy metal with, with his a Judas voice. Priest. So that I mean that's I like that. Yeah, I mean that's Hark good. the Herald Angels is you know oh, a little yes. bit different coming. With some guitar and some power behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take a listen to that. I actually, found one the other day mm-hmm. uh, purely by accident and went, "Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is terrific." Zombie claws. Ooh. So it's the uh, you know from the Rob Zombie Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody actually remade that into the Santa Claus version. Yeah. And that was actually really good. I have to check that out. So that's that's a good one. There, there there's another one on this list. Hmm. And, and my wife will back me up on this. This is a song that never should have been recorded. It, it, it You hear it come on, and you just want to turn this thing off. The Christmas Shoes. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my goodness. You you will listen to it once, and you will never want to hear it again. Not because it's a bad song, but because of the story it tells. Okay. Because it's a little boy... Who's looking at some shoes in a window of a store and wants to buy this pair of fancy shoes for his mom because she's dying? Okay. Why would you write that as a Christmas song? I don't know. It it is not one you want to listen to very often. But then again,
0: as far as you know, getting on the soapbox of why would you write that Christmas song? As a fairly new parent. Uh huh. Why? Would anyone go to meet a newborn
1: yeah. with a drum? <laughs> because clearly, what this mother who finally got her child to sleep needs is a drum solo. In a
0: manger. <laughs> All that. Although I gotta say, looking at the list of the worst songs, yeah. there is one that I remember very vividly growing up that's not on here. Uh-huh. That I mean, I think this song might be, you know. A Crime Against the Geneva Convention. Uh Uh-huh. And, of course, with my dad being the cousin Eddie of the Rogers family, (laughs) he played it a lot. Oh, boy. The Dogs Barking Jingle
1: Bells. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, that is a a, uh, crime against humanity. Yes. Uh, It absolutely is. I have seen that on some other lists. Mm -hmm. My guess is it's not on Rolling Stones because the dogs weren't singing it, they were barking it. True. And we've yet to figure out who let the dogs out anyway, so Uh, we've got that. Now, there is one on this uh, Worst Christmas Songs list that I have to disagree with. Okay. Because, again, it's one I grew up with. It might be the same one I might disagree with, too, looking at the list. Is is that uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Uh, No, no, no. That's the one i got to disagree with because that's just a fun Christmas song as a kid, right? Yeah. You know, some people might not believe in Santa but uh has for me and Grandpa we agree well and this is kind of in that similar vein but the the Jackson fives version of I saw mommy kissing yes. Santa Claus that's kind of in that kind of I like it's that more w- of a cultural classic yes yes I I am with you on that now there's one on here um well actually I don't remember it's on this one uh in in particular um that that I usually catch flack for mm-hmm. and depending again on which um, which list you go by? I'm not a fan okay I'm not a fan of Sir Paul McCartney and his Christmas, right yeah the 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 uh, it almost even pains me to actually say the title okay of the song because literally it's the same line over. And over and over and over But it's a wonderful Christmas time. Oh and over and over and they're simply having it. Yeah. Over and over. Like Sir Paul was an awesome songwriter. How did he come up with this one?
0: Well, he was simply having a wonderful Christmas oh. time. It, it just pains me. It was in the time where he also was may, maybe making more fun of himself, too, not doing any more silly love songs. Well, that could be.
1: like that, so. That, that could be it. And and one of those other uh, ones that are on here, and, and uh, yeah, for, for those that are listening, actually, yes, the Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, is on the list. Um, But they also have on this list Maroon 5, Happy christmas war is over well now
0: see here's the thing i'm wondering if it's because of the cover that's what i'm wondering yeah because the original by john lennon yes pretty good yeah i mean but i i could i've heard the maroon 5 version and it's kind of getting closer over towards the the dark the dog jingle bells i mean it's getting a little yes i mean it's not full crime against humanity but it's like Crime Against Humanity adjacent.
1: Right, right. And that's and that's what I'm looking at. I'm going, it's gotta be, it's gotta be because it's Maroon Five yeah. and because John Lennon did it so well. Yeah. Um in there. Now all right. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit here. We all know, Andrew, that there are some terrific traditions yes. in in my house, in your house, in the houses across the country of watching Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. What are a couple of the favorite Christmas movies in the Rogers house?
0: Hmm. There's always Home Alone. Uh Uh-huh. And it might be because growing up in that time period, I may have had a resemblance to Macaulay Culkin and got stopped in a couple grocery stores, and my parents may have charged for autographs (laughs) because, again— But did you get any of the money, or did they just keep it? They kept it. I mean, again, cousin Eddie (laughs) of the family. But uh, my daughter has really latched onto that. So we're on about viewing 30 okay. already this year. Of okay.
1: It. And just started like a week ago,
0: right? Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I like some of the more off ball ones. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, there's like the classics like Elf and things like that. Right. But I more like remember like the TV Christmas specials. Ah. I mean, we had, you know, the, D- the VCR tape where yes. we taped them all. So like yes. the old Garfield Christmas and uh-huh. the California Raisin. Yep, and all of the old traditional specials that would only come on once a year that you had to yeah. go grab the mom and dad's yes. wedding tape and film yeah. over it.
1: You know, I'm actually old enough, Andrew, to remember the Star Wars holiday special. And it was special, and there's a reason nobody can ever find it anymore. See, I would love to find it. That's that that's that's uh certainly a classic up there. Now, my house, uh we we actually just watched Elf recently. Mm-hmm. We do the Home Alone thing, um, kids. I'm going to ask you to come back in on this one as well. Why don't you guys tell folks what some of your favorite Christmas movies are that we watch? Whether it's you know the the full on movie, if it's the little 30, uh, 30 minute uh, special show thingy that that's on. But what are what are some of the things that you guys enjoy watching?
0: I guess I like. Like the thirty-minute cartoon of the Grinch.
1: Ah, yes, okay. the animated "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Uh, Sophia, I'm sure you have a favorite Christmas uh, movie viewing item or two. Journey to Bethlehem. All right, all right. Again, another short uh, animated piece, right? Or no, that one's not animated. It's Bethlehem Star. That's Star, Star is the Bethlehem. one that's animated. Yeah, that's the one that's animated. Journey to Bethlehem. All right, uh, Riley. How about you? Are there are there any of those Christmas things that you enjoy watching? Elf. Yes, Elf. Elf was good. You know, as a as a kid, I remember growing up and mm-hmm. we always watched the claymation ones, right? Yeah. The stop motion, the Rudolph and and uh, the the Frosty the Snowman yeah. one. Those those were always fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, we always watch a lot of those. I mean, we do a lot of you know the Elf. Obviously, we mm-hmm. j- went and saw Elf at the uh, Fine Arts Center this nice. year with the whole family. That Very was nice. that was good in person.
1: Love it, love it. Now, uh, you you talk, Andrew, about some of those uh, little oddball, if you will, Mm -hmm. Christmas Christmas movies. One of uh, one of the oddball Christmas movies that uh, we watch, my wife and I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Die Hard, yeah, because we all know that it is not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, see, and I like you know the ones like
0: you know like Bad Santa. That's Uh got a small place. Um, Of course, you know like the Pee Wee's Christmas Special. Right. Maybe, you know, this might give a little too much into it, but a lot of, like, the the South Park Christmases and yes. things like that, you know, I, it's also not Christmas until you've got an appearance from Mr. Hankey. Yes, very, very true.
1: Very true. Um, at my house, it's also not Christmas until the Bumpus' dogs have run through and taken the turkey yeah. off the table. And, of course, you, you've got to have the classic Christmas vacation, you know, that that is mm-hmm. a staple in my world, and there are cousin Eddies in my family, uh, as as uh, there are in yours. But I've got to I've got to say, in going to a particular website, yes, that likes to pride themselves in what they believe about movies, um, or used to it, or least. used to at least, yes. Uh, they, they've got some interesting concepts as to, A, what a Christmas movie is. Yes. And I'm not sure how they came up with the best of okay. all time either. Um, So Rotten Tomatoes, Andrew, has determined, because their critics gave it a 100% score, Meet Me in St. Louis is the number one Christmas movie of all time. I didn't realize it was a Christmas movie. I didn't either. I had no clue that that, that was a Christmas movie. Movie. Um, and I gotta say, I can't say as I've actually ever watched the whole thing, so maybe there's a Christmas scene in mm-hmm. it, and that's how they chose that in there. They do have one, uh, towards the top, they've actually got it ranked at number five, and, and I could be okay with it. They put Miracle on 34th Street, yeah, up that high. Do you know what they have ranked at number six as the sixth best Christmas movie of all time, Andrew? Yeah, uh. And this one I got a problem with. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yes. Is it really a Christmas movie? Is it? I mean, it, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Halloween movie. I mean, it's it's a Tim Burton love letter to Tim Burton. Yes. Signed by Tim Burton.
1: Yes. Yes. That's uh. And I saw somewhere that it's like the conclusion of the whole Frankenweenie series, because hmm. this is the one where the dog is actually a skeleton at the end. Um, I'm like, okay, I could understand how you did that because there's a guy and a dog and a guy and a dog and a guy and a dog and a guy and a dog. And yeah, that. I don't know. So I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big believer that that one should be up there. Some of some of those favorites though are in weird spots to me. Yeah. On this, the number ten all time is "It's a Wonderful Life." Okay. I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, I I can get behind that one a little bit. Number eleven is "Die Hard." Right. Clearly, then, if Rotten Tomatoes has it on the on the list. It's clearly a Christmas movie. But, and I know you talked to somebody last year who said, yes, Christmas movie.
0: But then again, we are also you know disavowing the list because they're also saying Meet Me in St. Louis is a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah, very true. And they also put number 12 on the list as the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the other one that I find weird. Yeah. Going back to the other rant. Edward Scissorhands, number 20.
1: <laughs> I was trying to figure out when in Ezra, Edward Scissorhands was it Christmas? I remember there being snow and there being ice sculptures that he that he cut through, but I don't remember that as a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, and how did that how did
1: that get higher billing than Elf? Not only did it get higher billing than elf, um, it got higher billing than Christmas Vacation because on the list of their top 100, Christmas Vacation is number 75. Really? I can't think of 74 movies, let alone 74 Christmas movies I would rather watch ahead of Christmas well, Vacation. here's
0: the thing. They've got a Christmas story oddly low. Yes. But coming in in the top 50 still, yes. rounding out number... 31 uh-huh. a Christmas story. Christmas. So right. the follow up, the
1: <laughs>
0: years later, the yeah. blatant
1: cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. It's on there. Uh, number number 25 on their list, though, I like. Because that's Gremlins. Right? Because that's yeah. the Mogwai was presented at Christmas. Okay. So I think that's it. The Mogwai was a Christmas gift. I think that's gotta squint. be a Christmas movie. In there. And Elf comes right in at twenty-six right after that. But a couple down from that, number twenty-eight, Batman returns. Well, I mean, there is snow, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so some of these some of these are a little off. They also have put together the the list of the worst Christmas movies yeah. of all time. And again, with their list, I've got a little bit of a beef here, Andrew. Okay. Because on their list. Of worst Christmas movies of all time, I think, and I'm going to I'm gonna have to scroll here. Yes, number two on their second worst Christmas movie of all times is Christmas with the Cranks. That, yeah, that
0: one's a good one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. There, there are not a whole lot of things on here that uh, I agree with the folks at yeah. Rotten Tomatoes about. Jingle all the way in the top ten as far as worst? Exactly. Exactly, because who doesn't think... About this every year at Christmas that it's turbo time. Yeah, I mean that's it's gotta be one of those top movies, and yet Rotten Tomatoes thinks it's one of the worst. <sighs> uh, I don't know what. To well, they're living that. up to half their name. That's true. That's very true. So, so Andrew, we've got just a few just a few seconds here before we finish up. I got to ask this question, and, and and kids, I'll bring this one in for you as well. Favorite. Christmas song. Let's finish on a high note. What is your favorite Christmas song, Andrew? I'll go with Meli Kaliki Maka, the uh the Jimmy Buffett version. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Uh Sophia, you're 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 in here close. What is your favorite Christmas song? Christmas Canon. Ooh, very good. Very good. Uh Riley, how about you? Your favorite Christmas song?
0: I don't have any.
1: You don't have a favorite? You must like too many of them, is that right? Yeah. Okay, well, Mia, I, I'm sure you've got a favorite, one that you like to listen to over and over.
0: Mm, I like Carol of the Bells and Christmas Can.
1: Very nice. And, and Andrew, i got to say that my favorite Christmas song, I, I really have two of them. One is sort of a funny one. One is a real one. Uh, I, I love the song Mary and Joseph and the Baby and Me mm-hmm. because that's the Christmas story told from the perspective of the donkey. I love that one. And, and I also love Sammy Kershaw, Christmas Time's a Coming. Okay. okay. So, two two of my favorites out there. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got for this Christmas edition of Money Matters. Folks, I want to say from all of us to all of you out there, have a wonderful Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We will be back again next week. We will be talking about your money because your money matters. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.